Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Lumberhawk podcast. It's been a minute. The markets have been pretty brutal. There hasn't really been a whole lot going on in the last week or two. Bitcoin's been trading sideways in the $20,000 range. So I wanted to talk about something a little bit different today. I've been looking into this whole value for value concept and the way I came across it was listening to an interview on the Pomp podcast with the creator and founder of Fountain. Fountain is a new podcasting app. The value for value model was conceived by Adam Curry and John Dvorak. And it's basically saying that content should be free and that the consumer can choose to give back to the creator if they think that what they're receiving is valuable. Now, obviously, not everyone is going to do this, but hopefully enough people do it such that the model will continue to work. If nothing else, it's one option to move away from the centralized advertising Facebook Google model. Pop breaks it down pretty well. He talks about how Apple is the king of podcasting apps because it is pre-downloaded on every iPhone. So everyone who has an iPhone has iTunes. Spotify is probably second place. The reason why they're so big is because they have dumped a ton of money into intellectual property and having exclusive content, Joe Rogan being the prime example. So when you have these two behemoths of podcasting, how do you create a new experience that people are going to want? And what they've done over at Fountain is they've utilized the Lightning Network to start doing some of the things that we've been talking about for years now. So the short version is the Fountain app plays podcasts, and as a consumer, you can earn Satoshis for listening to the podcast. Bear with me for a couple of minutes while I kind of explain it. And then I'm going to encourage you, if you're listening to this on a different platform, to go check out Fountain before you finish this podcast. But basically, it really boils down to the whole idea of time is money or your attention is money, both of those things being true. When we're using other free platforms, whether it be Facebook or Google, they are using our data to create revenue streams for their companies. Now, most of these free platforms have some form of advertising built into them, Facebook and Google being pretty obvious, Spotify and iTunes a little less so, but it's still there. And individually, the content creators generally do their own advertising. Either they promote materials or they, or they plug companies or they find a way to use their platform to generate income in a less direct way. And it seems like what Fountain is trying to do is to streamline that process such that listeners can get paid to listen to podcasts that they're hearing anyways, and content creators can get paid to create that content. And the exchange of funds goes in both directions depending on the situation. There's also some consumer interface available. So if you leave a comment or a like or a boost, you can actually send funds to the content creator or earn funds by creating clips of podcasts you like. And when other people 
like those or the content creator likes those, then you can start to earn revenue for that. Content creators can promote their own podcasts directly by essentially doing a direct giveaway to their listeners. When you promote your own podcast, you can attach a fixed amount of Bitcoin to that podcast to or to that episode, and the app will leave your podcast or your episode on the front page where the promotions are so more people see it and people will be more likely to click on it because as they're listening to it, they will be getting paid in Bitcoin the amount that you have predetermined. I actually think I'm going to do that with this podcast right now. So I'm going to keep talking about how this works, but if you want to go ahead and download Fountain on your phone, set up your account and find this podcast on Fountain instead of listening to it on Spotify or if you're listening to me on Apple, go ahead and go over to Fountain, download it, and listening to the rest of this podcast that you're already listening to anyways, you'll start making Bitcoin to do that. I'll also have a link in the show notes or the article if you're reading this on Substack so you can click on that and get started. So with an app like Facebook, every click, every like, every comment, every post, it all has value. And the reason why we know it has value is because these companies mine that data and then they sell that data to a plethora of different entities who will use that to then create targeted ad campaigns or whatever they want. So imagine a social media platform just like Facebook where every time you interacted with the platform, you were rewarded. Instead of Facebook receiving all of that income from the ad revenue and from the data mining, what if you got that? Wouldn't that make you feel like you were being less violated by these tech companies who are literally learning everything about you so they can sell it to other people? I think so. Or what about these podcasters who do their own advertising about some company that they're plugging or some product that they like, they're usually getting compensated for. Now they can take the revenue from that advertiser who's paying them and they can give some of it back to their listeners. And what's that going to do? That's going to make people actually listen to the advertisements because you can set the rewards. Basically, the rewards get streamed by the second or by the minute. So if you start skipping the advertisements, you can make it so that person's not getting paid to listen. Let's say some company was going to pay me $5,000 to plug their product. I could take half of that income and give it directly back to my listeners. Put $2,500 on the podcast. You know, let's say every person was going to earn a dollar for listening to the podcast. That means 2,500 people would get paid to listen to my podcast. And therefore, that advertiser is going to be sure to be reaching 2,500 listeners. So this way, the listener is getting rewarded, the podcaster is getting rewarded, and the advertising company is getting rewarded. Now, this doesn't really seem all that significant for American listeners. I mean, I listen to podcasts all the time anyways. So if you're already listening, you might as well be stacking sats while you're doing it. It, it doesn't cost you anything to just listen to podcasts. And if it's not a promoted podcast, you're not earning very much. You know, maybe like 100 sats for listening to the thing. That's, a, a, you know, a few cents right now. In a few years, it'll probably be a lot more. So it's a nice little way to stack them for free. But like I said, if you're listening to stuff anyways, it doesn't matter. But again, on that front promotion page, 
that's where people either promote direct advertisements. You'll see those and you'll also see podcasts that are promoted. And that can be anywhere from, you know, a couple hundred sets to a couple thousand sets. So again, for Americans, you know, a couple of bucks to listen to a podcast, or even if it's a few cents, it, it's not enough to, you know, move the needle so much just because our cost of living is so high here and our quality of life is the way it is. But think about people around the world. You know that nearly 10% of the world lives on less than $2 a day? It's like 700 million people. And almost 50% of the world lives on $5.50 a day or less. That's almost 4 billion people. So if these people can start to generate an income by listening to podcasts, by learning, by hearing people talk about finances or whatever you listen to podcasts about. I mean, right now, Fountain has a lot of finance and Bitcoin podcasts for obvious reasons. But you can access any of the, I mean, RSS feeds are basically public. So you can access pretty much any podcast you want. Uh, It's just the ones that will actually earn money are the ones that are lightning enabled. And the Fountain website walks you through how to do all that. But as a listener, you don't need to know any of that. But yeah, up to 4 billion people live between 5 and $6 a day or less. So if you can earn a dollar a day listening to podcasts about the things that you're interested in, the things that are educating you, or the things that entertain you, it doesn't really matter what you're doing with it. That's a significant quality of life improvement for billions of people. And this model of streaming sats for services is only going to become more prevalent, I think. Think about all of the different ways that we pay for things and how we pay for them. And think about how inefficient it is. Imagine you're a utility company and you're giving your customers access to electricity or cable or anything. It doesn't really matter, but let's just say electricity for this example. You get paid once a month at the end of the month. You give your customer electricity, they pay you at the end of the month. So for 30 days, you're basically crediting your consumers with electricity and hoping that they pay the bill. That's 30 days worth of profit that you have to wait, that you can't reinvest, that you can't put to work. Everyone knows that the way a good business makes money and the way that wealthy people make money is that they put their money to work. So imagine if instead of paying your electricity bill once a month, you paid it every minute. That would change a lot of things. It would change the way these business models work for the business owners, in this case, the utility. It would also change the way people value their electricity as a consumer. You'd be much more connected with your usage. You'd be much more connected with the grid conditions. I mean, right now, how many times have you guys heard that oh, the the grid is stressed right now because there's a heat wave in town. Or, you know, when Texas, you know, last year had that big freeze, they were asking people to cut back on their electricity, you know, for grid stability. And nobody ever does. Why? Because they're disconnected from it. Nobody cares. But if you're paying in real time by the minute and we're in the middle of a heat wave and the price of electricity is five times its normal rate because of current conditions, As you're paying by the minute, you're going to see that. You're going to be connected. You're going to get a notification on your phone that says, you just just sent 10 sats to the electricity company when usually you only send two. 
you're going to you're going to notice that and you're going to start to make changes. I think that kind of payment model would encourage a level of consumer conservatism at least with some people so that way not so much energy would be wasted in the utility example. What about when self-driving cars become a thing and we have robo taxis? Right now, you know, you get into a regular taxi, not that anyone uses those anymore. And you basically pay by the mile. You know, there's an upfront fee and then you pay by the mile. We could do the same thing with robo taxis. And yeah, you could still do that with, with Uber, connect it to your bank account, credit card, all that other stuff. But streamlining that through the Lightning Network, which would be basically a zero free frictionless payment system, it already is, and it's still super early. But then that vehicle will have its own Lightning wallet. It'll be able to collect sats and and track all the data as it's driving around. And it will be able to pay for itself in the meantime. And the whole thing will be completely automated. Most people I know love the idea of automated billing. You can just set your electricity bill or your trash bill or your rent or your mortgage or whatever it is for automatic deductions because that way you don't have to think about it. You don't have to worry about it. Paying for everything on a Bitcoin Lightning Network streaming mechanism like I'm describing is the inevitable evolution of that. Instead of paying $12 a month for your Netflix, you pay by the minute that you're using it. Instead of paying a flat subscription for WeWork, I don't know if anyone even does it anymore, but then you pay by however many hours you're using the building. Instead of paying a monthly data plan on your phone or for your home internet, you're paying constantly by the amount of data usage you're using in real time. So that's all on the consumer side. On the service provider side, it just makes your finances such a a more stable and secure thing. Imagine if at your job, instead of getting paid weekly or bi-weekly, you got paid literally every hour. You probably clock in. You probably clock out. You probably get paid hourly or salary, salary. It doesn't matter. What if your account, your wallet, instead of getting whatever your weekly paycheck is, what if you got paid every five minutes? Why not? If if you have a payment network that's essentially free to operate, why wouldn't you do that? So I think there's a lot of value in this model, and I think it's going to expand. And I think it's going to expand to a lot of aspects in our life over the next you know 10 to 15 years. But for now, the only thing I'm trying to talk to you really about is if you're already listening to podcasts, you might as well listen to them on Fountain and get paid for it. If you're already making podcasts, you might as well start putting them out on Fountain and start getting paid for it. So to summarize, as a consumer, you'll earn sats by listening to promoted content and to advertisements. You can also create clips, and when other consumers interact with that, you can get paid for that. When you choose to leave a like or a boost or a comment on somebody's podcast, then you will be sending them a very small, I think it's five Satoshis or 10 Satoshis as a standard, which is like less than a cent to that person. And that's where the value for value thing comes in. 
It enables people to put out free content and in return hope that their consumer base values what they're putting out enough to give something back. And also as a creator, if you choose to do advertising as part of your podcast, you can take part of the advertising revenue and push that back to your consumers directly to encourage engagement and encourage more people to find and listen to your podcast. Another cool thing you can do on Fountain as a creator is you can split your revenue with someone else. So let's say I were to have on a guest and interview them, which is something I'm actually going to do pretty soon. If that person is bringing a lot of value to my show, I'm a small show, maybe I can't afford to pay them. So I'll tell them, all right, come on to my show and we'll split the profits in whatever, you know, whatever fair value we think it is. All of these things combined are going to encourage a higher quality product with better consumer interaction and hopefully a win-win-win situation for all parties involved. All right, y'all. That's it for today. If you haven't already subscribed to my Substack, please go ahead and do that. You can listen to me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, but I recommend you check out Fountain so that way you can stack some free sats while you're doing it. Also get your free sats every day using the Choice app. You'll get free Bitcoin in a retirement account. And if you can put it into a Roth, that means that that Bitcoin will never be taxed for the rest of your life. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Lumberhawk. Leave me a comment on any of these platforms. And I will definitely do my best to get back to you. All right. Cheers, y'all. Have a great day.